Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. I know most of you might have heard by now, but our brother and friend Steve Nussmeyer passed away and uh, passed into heaven. Isn't that a that great thing? We don't grieve like those that have no hope, but we do pray for Enola and his family. But I'm so thankful that uh, when we when we get off this people planet, we know where we're going because we're just passing through. So we just we just thank God for uh, for his life. It's been. She told me it was 31 years ago that he had his first uh, uh, when he had leukemia, his first uh, transplant, and here he is. He lived 31 years after that. And had had two more after that. So. He was like, uh, had a lot of lives. He fought through a lot of things over his life, but uh, we know now he's, Enola told me he's probably dancing in heaven. I said, yeah, might be, (laughs) and probably is. But I said, what a reunion that'll be. So we're thankful for knowing the Lord, knowing that we have a hope that's beyond the scope of human reality, that's Jesus Christ. So anyway, tonight I just just wanted to bring you something that, uh, that I go to often. It's called God's Great... Uh, deliverance. It's over in Psalm 107. I, I thank God that he's made ways for deliverance for us. All throughout the Bible, it talks about it, but I like Psalm 107. And it starts out like this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. How many of you know the Lord is good? He is good. You know, we, we think of people wanting to repent, but what's the Bible say? The goodness of the Lord leads a person to repentance. And the more I get to know him, I don't know about you, but uh, the more I get to know him, the more I want to uh, know him. And, and, and I see how good he really is. He is good in every, every, every his, all character is good. You can't get anything better than the Lord. So he says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. You know, I believe we're go- this people planet is still going on because he is so merciful. He wants all people to come to a saving knowledge of his son, and, and that's his mercy. You know, he could, he could wipe out this, this world real quick, but you know his mercy says, if I can get a few more into the kingdom, if I can get others into the kingdom, that's his mercy. And, you know, we're, we're to show mercy. How many of you know Jesus said, if you want mercy, you'll have to show mercy. So we should be merciful, and even in this day and this hour. And it goes on to say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, say so. We, who, are, who is the redeemed? We are the redeemed. We've been redeemed out of the darkness, amen? It says over in Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We've been redeemed, but he says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I don't know about you, I've been redeemed. You say, what have we been redeemed from? Sin, sickness, poverty, perversion, and eternal damnation. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's, a, that's something to shout about in this day and this hour. And we should shout about it. We should be happy. We should be joyous. We should be rejoicing at the fact that, hey, we're just passing through, but we've got a, we've got a redeemer. I know that my Redeemer lives. That's what Job said. I know my Redeemer liveth. Amen. How many of you know that he liveth? He lives in you and me. That's good news. 
But it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, who, who, who he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. You know, he's gathered people out. They were out wandering all around, but he redeemed them. They were all being held captive in many times, but he redeemed us, those out of destruction. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their souls fainted in them. <laughs> Listen, there's, that's going on today in our world. Nothing has changed so much in our world. Our culture is fact gone. Uh, our morals and our culture has changed dramatically. But it goes on to say, then they cried. <laughs> what does it mean? They cried to the Lord. They began to pray to the Lord in their trouble. How many of you know we shouldn't wait till the calamities come? We shouldn't wait till the trouble comes to cry unto the Lord, to begin to pray and, and acknowledge him in every good thing. But I thank God. See, this shows his mercy right there. When they were out doing their own thing, going their own way, not acknowledging God, when they got in a lot of trouble, they realized, hey, I can't do this by myself. How many of you know we can't do our, uh, live our life the way God wants us to or even the way we want to without his presence in our life? And so they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And what's it say? He told them to go on down the road. You put, you put yourself in this trouble. It's your own fault. No, he didn't say that at all. What he said was, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Listen, there's distress going on today. <laughs> A lot of it today. But we shouldn't be stressed by the distress in the world today. We ought to be calling on the name of the Lord crying out to the name of the Lord, Lord, help me in my trouble. Help me not to get in trouble. That would be a better uh, prayer. Lord, help me to guide me and direct me so I don't get in trouble and allow myself to go off the rails. You know, people can go off the rails. They can accept Jesus and, and, and uh, go on down their own way and go off the rails and act like they've never known him. And most of the time they never have. But he says, and he... He delivered them out of their distresses and he led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Then it says, oh, that men would give thanks. Now, that goes you too, ladies, men, you know that. Men and women, mankind would give thanks, praise and confess to the Lord for his goodness, his goodness and for the wonderful works to the children of men. I'm so thankful that he's still doing great works today. He's still doing mighty works. He, wherever we go, we're seeing him do great things. You know, uh, we're caught up today in, in, in a political uh, unrest, and our nation is, is it's going a direction that we don't want it to go. But, you know, right in the midst of that, God's still doing wonderful things. He's still saving He's still healing. He's still delivering. He's still helping. He's an ever-present help in the times of our trouble. Now, what should we be doing? We should be crying out to the Lord. Hey, Lord, save our nation. Save our brothers and sisters, or save our family members, and save the lost. And, and we should be crying out for that. The ones that are wandering out in the wilderness, we ought to be focused in on them today. Now, that doesn't mean we can't pray against the, the, the things that are going on in our nation, which are not godly? Absolutely. But what's the primary thing? He, what's he say over in first, what Paul told Timothy in First Tim, Timothy? He said, first of all, prayers and supplications and thanksgiving may be made for all men. Hallelujah. For kings and for those in authority. 
We ought to be praying for it. But you know, it goes on to say, why does it go on? What's it go on to say? It goes on to say that they might come to that saving knowledge. We might live a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness, but they might come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's, that's, our, that's his goal. And it should be our goal to see even our enemies come to save, be saved. Amen. How many of you know Paul was an enemy of, uh, of, the, of the Christians? And Paul, Saul of Tarsus became Paul the apostle and one of the greatest apostles of all time and wrote so much of what we read today. So we, we can pray for them. Not pray that their, their uh, evil ways uh, uh, are successful, but that they would turn from their evil ways. Amen? Amen. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. How many of you know your soul, the psalmist said, my soul longs for the courts of the Lord, the presence of God. How many of you know that's really what we're looking for? When people say, well, I feel empty inside or they, I've got this hole in me that I can't fill. Well, you can't fill it with, uh, with worldly goods, with things that are going on in the world, entertainment and, and um, money and all these other things. They won't, they won't last long. It's like somebody said, you buy a new car, you drive it off the lot, it's depreciated or it's uh, uh, lost its value by, by $10,000 and, and you drive it around for a day or two and then you got to start washing it, it looks like any other car. It goes away real quick. But the presence of the Lord, <laughs> it'll fill your soul. It'll fill your heart. That's why we want to praise him and call upon him at all times. And it goes on to say, he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Then those who sit in darkness, that, you know darkness is depression? You know, a lot of people sit in houses with their drapes pulled and, and keep it dark in their house all the time. You need to put some light in. You need to get out, out of that or they won't go anywhere and associate with anybody. How many of you know you can, when, you, when you're the lone ranger, you're, you're no uh, match for the devil. When you're out there by yourself, we need each other. We need to be out and about showing God's goodness. It goes on to say, in darkness and in shadow of death, bound in affliction, uh, uh, affliction and irons. They were prisoners because they, what? Because they rebelled against the words of God. How many of you know you can rebel against the words of God and you'll become your own, <laughs> you'll become a prisoner real quick. You'll become your own worst enemy, the old saying is. You'll become your own worst enemy and you'll be bound up and despise the counsel of the Most High. You can be a born-again Christian and do that. How many of you know that? Well, I don't believe all that, or I don't believe this, or I don't believe that. Listen, we need to get in the Word and let God reveal Himself to us and let Him reveal His Word to us so we can have wisdom and understanding. Amen? Amen. It goes on to say, Therefore He brought down their hearts with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. But listen what they did. They cried, then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. Don't you say, <laughs> I've done it, you've done it. Something going on. You know, they say, and I, and, and I know this to be true, when persecution comes, when, when calamity comes, when heartache comes, when things come, what, what, do, what do we know to do more than anything? Lord, help me, help me. But why don't we do that before it comes? Why don't, we, why don't we begin to call his name before it get to that point? So when it does come, troubles come, you know where to go right away. It's not a foreign thing to you. Amen? But they, he said, 
they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distresses or their anguish. He brought them out of the depression or darkness and the shadow of death uh, and, and brought their chains and broke their chains in pieces. And then it says this, this is a refrain throughout this whole Psalm 107. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh God, this should be a day and an hour that we're not looking at all this uh, things, oppression that's going on, all the different things. We ought to be thanking God for his goodness. God, you're still good right in the midst of all this and all the wonderful things you've done for me. You know, they, they say sometimes that one of the things you should do is put a list down of, of the things that, of, uh, that God has done for you and the things that, that you know, that, uh, that you've, he's brought you out of and compare them to each things. You'll find out that God's brought you out of so many things and continue to bring you out of things, but we should be able to give him thanks right in the midst of that. For he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. Fools because of their transgression. You know, we get in trouble because of our own doing many times. They were fools because of their transgression, became, because of their iniquities were afflicted. Their souls abhorred all manner of food and they drew near to the gates of death. Listen, what's it say in, um, in, in Psalm 103? Oh, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord and all my soul and forget not all of his benefits who forgives all our iniquities and heals all our diseases. How many of you know, even in the midst of your iniquities and your diseases, bless the Lord, oh my soul, because he'll deliver me from those things. Amen? Amen. That's where we should be tonight. Then they cried. Oh, here they are again. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. Wow, Lord, what are we going to do? I've got myself in a mess. How many of you know you can get in a mess, but he can help you get out of it? Now, you may have to pay a penalty here on earth. You may have to repay uh, somebody, but listen, he can forgive you and he can set your life aright. Amen? <laughs> I just thought of this the other day. We were watching the Food Network and uh, uh, Drivers, Dine-ins, Drive-ins and Dives, and uh, he was interviewing a guy that had a really, really good uh, I think it was fish and I forget other kind of, it was a young guy, looked to be about 35 and, and uh, he had been in prison, but his folks hadn't gave up on him and he got out of prison and started his own business and he was hiring only ex-prisoners. He, he was being, he, he lived out his redemption. Now, I don't know if he was a Christian or not. He didn't say that, but I thought, my goodness, God, you can turn your life around wherever you're at tonight. If you even the problems you've caused yourself. Hallelujah. God is so merciful. He said, call upon me. Come to me. Cry out to me. I'll get you out of the trouble. I'll put your feet back on solid ground. I'll make you something that you never thought you could even be. Hallelujah. And he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I put down, he uh, rescued them from the pit. From the pit. He sent his word and healed them. Let's see, see what... Uh, over in Hosea 4, 6, it says, my people, the word, he sent his word. My people perish for a lack of knowledge or revelation or lack of his knowing his word. How many of you can perish because you don't know what, his, what the book says? Amen? You don't have a revelation of what the book says. That's why we're to continually renew our minds, continually be in the word of God, continually be praying, Lord, show me more. Help me to know more about you. 
so I, can, I don't make the mistakes. Then the other, it goes on to say, and delivered them from their destructions. But down here in the, in the notes, it says, uh, this text implies that the Lord is sought with a those that seek the Lord with a contrite heart, crying for deliverance the calam uh, from the calamities may be reversed and result in both spiritual and physical healing. The Lord will hear such a cry, and when he does, he heals us with his word. And a good example, it says right there, was that you know the, the story of the centurion. Amen. Over in Matthew 8, the centurion who went to Jesus to have his, uh, his uh, servant healed. And he says, I'm not even worthy to come to you. I'm a man under authority and of authority. But he said, what did he say in verse 8? But only speak a word and my servant may be healed. Only speak a word. How many of you know if we know the word and we have the, the heart of word, and we have faith, we can speak a word into something. Amen? Amen. And Jesus said, I have not found such great faith all in all of Israel. Why? Over the word of God. How many of you know we need to know what the word of God says? But then it goes on. Here's the reframe again. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Now, he's not saying give thanks for all that's happening in the world or all the bad things that are happening or maybe the things that have happened to you. No, no. Give thanks for the goodness of God <laughs> and for the wonderful works to the children of men. Wow. He's been good to me. You can say that. Just say it right now. I don't know your condition, where you've been, what's happening to you, but you can say right now, he's been good to me. He is always good to me. Amen? Amen. I, I, I think even in your distress, you can say, he's been good to me. When you begin to magnify him, like, like the psalmist said, like uh, David said over in Psalm 34, Oh, bless the Lord, I sold and all that is within me. Or I will bless the Lord at all times. Well, what's he saying? I'll bless the Lord even in the hard places, wherever I'm at. Why? Because he said, magnify the Lord in, in, in next verses down. And then he said, I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears. He he's in the business of deliverance. <laughs> he hasn't left us alone. He's He's here to help us. But it goes on when he says, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Isn't it good to know you can call upon God and he hears us and comes to our rescue? You know, some of us have, have had real good dads. Some of us hadn't had real good fathers. And, and But I'm going to tell you, if you haven't had a real good father, you've got a heavenly father. It's, it's the best kind of father. But I had a good dad. And I'll tell you what, I did some things that I'm not proud of today, and I don't need to tell you all of them. <laughs> but, but, you know, everybody's done things they wish he hadn't have done. But I always had a dad that, that would say things to my uncles when they'd say, well, if he is my boy. And he would always say, he's a good boy. He's going to be a nice young man. And he always said good things. But he always helped me out even when I got in trouble. But th we have a God that's even far greater than that. We have a God that knows everything we've ever done, yet says, I have mercy on those I have mercy on. And I will give my goodness towards them if they'll call upon me. Amen? Can you do that today? And then it says, let, this, uh, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Now, I wrote this note, the sacrifice is out of, they said it's out of gratitude, but also it's verbal uh, sacrifices of worship and praise. And Hebrews 13, 15 says this, therefore by him, let us continually offer 
the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. We should be thanking God on a regular basis. We shouldn't have to wait till he, he delivers us out of something because he's already done that so much anyway, but we ought to be thankful that he's there and, and give him praise. You know, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe you're not, uh, you know, I'm a little more, what's the word, outgoing or a little bit, but we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't even have to work it up when we think about his goodness and what he's done for us. How could we not praise his name? How could we not lift our hands? How could we not uh, verbally begin to say, God, you're so good to me? You know, it, it's, it, it's a form, and no misunderstand me, it's a form of pride though, I think, if we can't. It says lifting holy hands. It says praising him. You know, David praised him with the dance and glorified him so much that his wife got really mad, didn't he? Didn't she? But he said, I haven't even begun to do. <laughs> God had delivered him so many times. But it goes on to sacrifices of thanksgiving, and it says, and declare his works with rejoicing. I mean, you know, the Bible talks about rejoicing a lot. Paul talked about it in Philippians chapter 4. They rejoice in the Lord always, all times. And again, I say rejoice. Then, then it says, then those that go down and, 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 uh, to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters. They see the, uh, the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep, for he commands and raises the stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. Now, I was in the Navy on a carrier, a big carrier, and I guarantee you the waves got so high we took it over the bow of the ship, which was 80 feet from the flight deck was the bow, and it was 80 feet to the, the water's edge. We had water over the bow one, a few times. So I know what it's like. They mount up to the heavens. They go down to the deeps, uh, depths. Their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro and staggered like a drunken man. And there their wits were at their wits end. Then what they do? They cried to the Lord in their trouble. And he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the sea. Remember that story of Jesus in a couple different places. It talks about when he was in the boat and got up and, and calmed the, the stormy sea. And then he asked him, where was your faith, of course. <laughs> and it goes on to say, then they are glad because they are so quiet. He guides them to their desired haven. He'll get you to where you need to go, my friends. So begin to praise him. Then it goes on to say, here it is again. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. We shouldn't be shy. We shouldn't be ashamed. We shouldn't be bashful. We ought to, in fact, if you want to get down to it, we ought to be a little more exuberant with our praises. We shouldn't be afraid at all. We shouldn't worry about what people are looking at us from the side when we're in church. We ought to be thankful looking to him. Amen? Amen. He goes on to say, he turns rivers into a wilderness and the wellspring, water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land in the barrenness for the wicked, for the who? The wickedness of those who dwell in it. For the wicked's gonna get paid. We don't have to, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Don't, we don't have to worry about it. He turns the wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. There he makes the hungry dwell then they will, may establish a city for a dwelling place and sow fields and plant vineyards that they may yield a fruitful harvest. He also blesses them and they multiply greatly. And he does not let their cattle decrease. In other words, you can go over to Malachi. He's, he's going to be a, a stand up for you at all times. When they, are, 
when he are uh, diminished and brought low, though through oppression, affliction, and sorrow, he pours contempt on princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. <laughs> wow. Yet he sets the poor on high, the humble, I believe the destitute and the humble, far from affliction and makes their families like a flock. The righteousness see it and rejoice and all iniquity stops its mouth. Whoever is wise will observe these things and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Amen. We have a God that's so willing and ready to deliver us, but we must call upon him, call upon him, cry out to the Lord, pray to the Lord, seek his face, lift him up in praises and thanksgiving and worship his very name. That's what we should be doing now in this time of distress. Don't let your mind go so far. Oh, the government's doing this and oh, they're doing it. I know they are. And do I hate it? Absolutely hate it. I'm a, I'm a citizen of, of, the, of the kingdom of God first and I'm an, an ambassador here on this earth and I love my country, but I love God more. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be exalting him, magnifying him in this day of, of trouble because there's been trouble ever since the fall of Adam and Eve. And we know we're living in perilous times, but we shouldn't be fearful, shouldn't be anxious, shouldn't allow ourselves to get away from the presence of the Lord. In fact, we ought to be uh, calling on his name even more and living in his presence in this day and this hour. Amen. For he is a God that's always good. And listen to that refrain one more time. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Wow. Has he been wonderful to you? He's been wonderful to me. If you're saved and filled with the Spirit of God and you're on your way to heaven, he's been wonderful to you. So let's, let's just pray. Father, I thank you. I pray for uh, the Nussmeyer family first and, and knowing that they've got a lot to look ahead of them this week and in the weeks ahead, and especially Enola. And I just pray that your comfort and your peace for them. I thank you, Lord, that you are a wonderful God, and we give you thanks and praise, and, and may, may we even do it more so. May we just lift up that name of Jesus, that name that's above every name, every problem, every fear, every anxiety. May we walk in the presence of God. May we know the word of God so we can speak it in times of trouble and know that you're faithful and just to deliver us in every situation. Give you praise today. Thank you for all you do for us. Thank you for all that are in viewing this today. May they call upon the name of the Lord in their distresses, and you know that he will deliver them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Have a blessed night. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.